Good morning, everyone, and hello. Welcome to our success coaching Zoom and call. Excited to have you here on Zoom or on Facebook Live. I'm your coach for the next hour, Tiffany Peterson. And if this is your first time with us, we're so excited that you've joined in. If you've been joining us for six, almost seven years, we're so thrilled that you're back. And we just love, love, love doing this. Natalie and Andy are traveling this week over in Europe and getting ready to on their fun uh, trip with the presidential retreat. And so they send their love and their best. And I'm just thrilled to be with you guys. I've been missing you. So if you're here with us live in Zoom or Facebook, I'd love to hear hello, how you're doing, where you're from, if you're using up your oils or supplements this morning, or if you wanna share something you're grateful for, something that's new and good in your life. When I coach with my clientele and success academy, some of you have been through that program, you know that we start off every share with what's new and good and taking a moment just to share new and good or a gratitude before we move into their coaching questions. So if you're with me live, I'd love to hear from you and, and connect with you for just a moment. I missed y'all last week. I did something outside my comfort zone and I said yes to doing a TEDx talk and did that here in what's called TEDx Riverton here in Utah last week. And so uh, my goodness, you guys, that just like stressed me <laughs> in a big way. I don't know. I did technically a TEDx talk uh, about eight years ago as well. So I've done one before and yet it's just, it's a lot of pressure to put transformation into a 10 minute talk, right? So like yesterday, I spoke at a great event here in Utah that I was a, a part founder of helping create called the Vibe Summit. And I had about an hour and 40 minutes to teach my content, which I really loved. You know, give me about 90 minutes because I'm, I'm interested in creating transformation and going deep on thought and flushing through concept. And so when you do, you get the opportunity to do a TEDx talk, the power of, you know, you have, I had 10 minutes, right? And so, but I have to tell you the power of listening to the whisper. Can we talk about that this morning? Hello, Shell, good to see you, and Venus, good morning. Toyin, hello, sweetheart. Emma, hello, Venus, again, good morning, and Don, hello. So nice to have you with me. If you're also here, say hello, I would love to hear it. If you also wanna share something in the, in the chat box, I think is always fantastic, is, or on Facebook Live, something that you're grateful for, or again, new and good, is I think it's just good to focus on the positive, right, that we train our minds that way is the power of doing that is it's of course natural and easy for the human mind to focus on what's missing um, but it's powerful to tune into and and focus on the positive as well hi jesse hi lois nice to have you with us here so let's talk about that for just a moment as a little gem to kick us off if you have a question this morning and you know something's on your heart i'd love to serve you sincerely and so whether it's more working through something mindset or a fear, or you want to strategize, you know, marketing or sales or leadership or mentoring, feel free to put that in the chat box or in Facebook live comments. My trusty co-pilot Mark is with me and he will be transferring any of those questions from Facebook live so I can see those in live time and help support you. By the way, I kind of feel like I'm rocking like almost like an 80s hairstyle this morning. How's that working for me, right? It's like, hey, that's kind of a high pony, but we're going to run with it. There you go. 
It is June and maybe it feels like summer. We can rock with that, right? But here's the thought that I want to share you is because what you might not know, the behind the scenes story on me doing that TEDx talk, which I did a talk, I felt really passionate about sharing content around comparison and how often we create, you know, and break our own hearts because we're so heavily entrenched in comparison on a daily basis of our own experiences. So that's not what I want to necessarily share in this moment, unless you'd like me to go deeper. But I would like to share with you the thought that behind the scenes of that TEDx talk. So I had actually I'd known the organizer of that particular group for quite some time, for almost 10 years. And so normally in TEDx, you, re, you apply and go through an application process. And I've done that for another one that I didn't do, but I get that that's normally the process. But she'd reached out and said, hey, I'd really love uh, to have you join our lineup. And truthfully, I, I kind of hemmed and hawed, put it off and so forth. And, and um, because truthfully, I was, was actually, I was exploring another project and I just didn't really respond to it. And then long story short is I reached back out to her about 10 days before the event and said, hey, is there, you know, still an opportunity here to do this? Would you still like me to join your lineup? And she said, yeah, I'd be happy. I'd love to move some things around. And and then as it came time to commit and like send her my bio and my headshot and my, my meditation, I just, I didn't feel one way or the other. I just kind of was like, ah, maybe I'm just not prepped. I'm not sure. So anyway, I reach out to her and I tell her, you know, no, thank you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity, but I just don't think it's going to come together. Um, so no, thank you. So I made a decision and this is sometimes how life works. Have you noticed that? That sometimes we are doing life and we're how we get answers, whether we're answers to prayer or discernment or intuition. And I made a decision and I said, no. And then later that day, I was in a conversation. I was actually on a date just to be transparent. So I'm on a date and I'm having this, we're having kind of a, a just good heart to heart conversation, good talk and so forth. And no, I'm not in love just to be clear, but was on a, you know, out having a good time on a date and just connecting and having this chat. I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but I sometimes feel like we're all best friends now because we've been doing this for so many years, even though I'm aware some of you, you're like, I don't really know you yet. Like, this is my first week. But for most of us, we've been together a lot of years. So it feels like we can kind of have the real, ch real chat, right? So as I'm in this conversation, I, I share something that's kind of related to this topic around comparison. And I have the clearest impression from spirit that says, you need to give that talk. And I just knew it was like the knowing, you know, like spirit speaks to you. You just know. And it's like, you need to give that talk. That was on Thursday. TEDx was on Wednesday. So Thursday night I message her and I say, look, I know this has been a little interesting, but I feel really clearly I am supposed to give this talk. So then, so we, so be it. We went and followed that. But, you know, here's the thing is, is learning why I'm telling you all of that is for each of you to tune into for yourself is learning to hear and honor the whisper right? Like whether you call them a prompting, you call it an impression, uh, you call it intuition is your commitment to creating the quiet. And sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's noisy, but that you, as you hear the whisper that you honor it. And so I just invite you, all of you, if you would grab a notebook with me this morning and go ahead and create some safe, quiet space for yourself. As we're just here, that means I want you to, I know if you're on Facebook, awesome just staying put here if you're on Zoom, but just kind of, you know, clearing it out and just tuning into literally if you want to use the oil whisper 
or if you, for me, I really love the grounding oils when I'm wanting to get in tune, like cedar wood or balance oil, you know, arborvitae I really like as well. But just, I really like the woodsy oils for grounding and to kind of like go intuitively. And so it's just learning to tune into that and asking yourself, you know, what does my heart want me to know today? I also like to ask questions at times like, you know, who am I to serve today, right? Is one of my, I think can help center all of you is coming back to that thought process to say, oh, okay, what is it that I need to know today? Who can I serve today? What do I need to share or post on social today or this week or write about in my newsletter? Or what does my family need today? is I just know that if we go into inquiry with a seeking heart, that you will have inspiration come to you and intuition. And then sometimes it will find you on a date at four o'clock in the afternoon, having a late lunch, you know, kind of thing is that it just, it's interesting, but what matters is that we honor and listen to it. So I'm just going to invite you another question to look at that I'd like you to put in your notebook is asking yourself, are there any impressions or promptings that I've had in the last week that I need to act on? Right? Because the thing is, is we get them, but sometimes then we get distracted. We move along. We've got to, we do this, we pick up kids from school or we, we get distracted on Instagram or we take a phone call from a client, someone on our team. And we sometimes forget or lose that thought process, right? Is if there's an impression that you need to honor or get to honor and just learning to do so. Now, sometimes that means you're going to face discomfort, you know, is it's not always comfortable. My gosh, you guys, like you wouldn't know this is like yesterday, loved it, had a great speaking experience and I just loved it. And, and TEDx, when I actually got there and did the actual speech, I think went pretty good, went okay. You know, I think it went pretty decent. Um, of course, you, your mind, you can always find the one or two things, but the reality of it was, you know, is the lead up. Just I had a lot of anxiety. It was definitely some of my oils and my tools. And it's interesting is, you know, we get to practice sometimes when we're facing things outside our comfort zone. But, but here's a thought, and I want to share this, and then I'm going to trek back into our chat box and would love to get into some dialogue or do some coaching. If you're here live and you want to join me live, I'd love to do that as well. But see, there's this little, there's this, I have this on my desk right now. And can you see that? I keep this forefront right in front of my own face regularly is that's a slide in my, in one of my keynote topics. And it, it was shared yesterday as well. It's not in every deck that I give, but that's me speaking on Dave Ramsey's stage a few years ago in Dallas, Texas, and was speaking on their platform a couple of times in different cities doing sales training. But that question to me has really made an impact over my own life and progression and something with coaching clients that I get to help them with is facing their discomfort, right? As that question says, am I willing to be uncomfortable to have the results that I want? And I want you to write that down. And I invite you, you know, maybe you don't have you standing on a stage in front of it, but put it on a three by five or five by seven card, put it on your bathroom mirror or your desktop or your refrigerator, or put it as wallpaper, the backdrop of your phone is, am I willing to be uncomfortable to have the results that I want? And the reality of that everything again is just outside your comfort zone is your willingness to face your own discomfort. I believe is at the crux of your success. 1000%. So here, as you build doTERRA 
and you want to grow and host classes and reach out, call your chicken list as it's called sometimes, right? To follow up, to post content, to share yourselves, to, to, you know, for some of you, I get like hosting a class or speaking in front of people makes you really uncomfortable or reaching out or the fears of, am I going to be perceived as salesy or pushy? You know, those thoughts that create discomfort is your willingness. I believe there's a lot of things that influence our success, but that's definitely one of the foundational pieces is how do you handle fear when it comes up? How do you handle discomfort when it comes up for you? Right. It's just the, the awareness to that. And for myself, you know, living my own coaching, you know, with that TEDx talk, that was a big part of me saying, feeling like I knew I had this impression I needed to do this, even though I was uncomfortable doing it. And part of me, I'm like, well, I'm not sure I really want to put myself out there because once those videos hit the World Wide Web, you know, and I truthfully, you guys, I didn't share my last one. People can find it online, but um, it just made me uncomfortable because it felt vulnerable, just truth telling. But as those comments, that's, you know, half the comments, people are like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. Half the comments were like, this, what is this? This is terrible. Or I can't believe she said God in her talk, you know, because I technically, my first TEDx talk, I don't say God, but I say maker, and I am referring to your higher power, but that's who I am, and it's part of my path, and I get it won't resonate with everyone, but when I had 10 minutes to share that time, I thought, man, what's the 10 minutes I want to talk about, and I talked about the power, the gifts of adversity, so all of that to say for each of you is, are you honoring the whispers and the promptings, and sometimes they're uncomfortable, and sometimes they're not, you know how sometimes you get that nudge, like I should text that person or call that person. Or I should, you know, write that blog post or I should go live on Facebook about this or, you know, whatever it might be for you is those impressions, those whispers. And secondly, knowing that many times as we are on the path of growth, you are going to feel uncomfortable, right? Like comfort and growth don't hang out together. They are not typically in the same space. It doesn't mean that growth is always this big treacherous climb either. It's not always that way. Growth sometimes is very exciting and fun and, you know, invigorating, right? I love it. Sometimes you're like, wow, this feels good. I'm growing. I'm progressing. But sometimes we do face our fears for sure. That's part of the change process. So I just like to remind us of those things uh, that we're facing or that we're experiencing. Awesome. So I'm going to read back through our chat box. But if you have a question, you want to come on live. I'll see if there's questions in our chat box. I just like to drop in and to stay focused. And so I'm going to look through those. And if you're with us on Facebook as well, if you have questions, what's up for you? Maybe something I've just shared about, you know, honoring the intuition or purpose, or perhaps, you know, how do I work through some of those fears? Whatever I can do uh, to support you today, would love to do so. Okay. Shell, thank you for that kind word. Okay. I love this gratitude. Okay, I think it's Emma saying, I'm grateful for training to pop up on my radar for my birthday. Happy birthday. Celebrate, right? I'm curious about remembering to get phone numbers to follow up. Can you elaborate on that with for me is curious about remembering to get phone numbers. If I would create a system or a process then, or I've seen at different classes that some people have like a, you know, fill out your name and information and I would do that as part of the process, right? If it's in a class situation, um, if you're just meeting somebody, right? I think that's obviously, if you could give me a little more clarity on that to make sure I'm addressing what you're asking there. 
is just simply, I would systematize it, but if you're just meeting people, right, like at an event or at a gathering or something, is just asking for it, right? Is saying, hey, if you're connecting with someone, it's just like, hey, I'd love to connect with you and maybe we could go to lunch or, yeah, from this conversation we're having, I'd love to send you my ebook or this recipe booklet on diffusing oils or this article about the power of oils or whatever that might look like for you for sure is just allowing yourself, right? The, the opportunity to just always be thinking about connecting and following up. Um, let's see, we have a hand raised and a couple questions too. Okay, awesome. So let's take on if someone wants that's raising their hand, let's bring them on. So that's Elizabeth. Let's see if okay. she's ready. Elizabeth Turley, good morning. Good morning. Um, so I have a question about like when you put yourself out there, I when I've done that, it feels like sometimes it's pretty draining um, emotionally. Um, I kind of feel like I have like an emotional hangover. It, like when you're vulnerable, like you said, for your TED Talk. Yeah. You know, um, so do you have a routine, like a follow-up routine that you take yourself through to come down from that? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I love this. And do you want the full, the full response or just the <laughs> yeah. <possible> packaged response? <laughs> so yes, it's so true is that, and it depends what it is, right? Like I don't always like today from being on that stage yesterday from, for an hour and a half, and leading in that event and like sharing, like I didn't feel today, I feel great. It was a great event, loved it, awesome. Um, I didn't feel too vulnerable. I definitely did feel tired after the fact, you know. But I think for me when I'm feeling vulnerable, um, there's two things. The reason why I'm smiling is because it's fresh from last week is that, you know, Thursday morning when I woke up and remembering, okay, I did this TED Talk yesterday, I had that moment, Elizabeth, where I was like, that nervous feeling in my stomach, like, oh boy, why did you do that? Seriously, like, <laughs> like why, yes. why, why did you do this? What do we, why, why? Oh, you know, and just felt kind of that nervous, that what I sometimes call vulnerability hangover, you know, like yes. if you've really shared something big, put yourself out there. Um, and then I, you know, I worked through that and so forth. And I had a full day of work uh, last Thursday after the event, just because I was helping again, co-host an event here in Utah yesterday. And so we had to get our, you know, print jobs in and things like that to be prepared for that event. So I, I worked all day, but then that Thursday night, I just like uh, climbed in bed about five o'clock with my laptop and like binged watch four or five episodes of a new show on Hulu and <laughs> ordered a great takeout. And so um, that's just me being real. It's like, yeah, there's a balance to that. But for sure, for me, like one of the things I like to do, like when I got home yesterday, um, is I just went out in my backyard, right? And just watched the, and filled up the bird feeder and watched the birds and hummingbirds. And I really like to get my feet back on the earth. So like I literally, you know, take off your shoes, barefoot, even if it's in your backyard, that I just really love to get my feet back to the earth right? And just being in nature is very grounding for me. So I think it's asking yourself what grounds me and what, you know, it's, it's really about vulnerability just feels it because it feels vulnerable. It's, it's part of you being perhaps your authentic self. It's putting yourself out there. And the reason why sometimes that can feel uncomfortable is because the risk of feeling rejected potentially, 
right? Sometimes it's just like yesterday, I didn't feel the fear of being rejected. It, it just wasn't in that at all, but it was more so I'd had a lot of energy and a lot of intention coming through me. And so it's again, asking yourself what grounds me and how do I connect back to purpose? And one of the things that, you know, you probably have heard me share at one point or another, if we've been here more than a, a few sessions together is that this concept that we can only control how we show up, right? Is, is that to me, if I'm coming from purpose and the desire to serve, I, then that's for me, like I come from a place of love and service and that anchors me as well. And then I release, like, how am I going to be perceived is sometimes our fears. We're spending so much time trying to manage perception. Like, oh, I don't want to be salesy or am I cute enough? Am I likable enough? Or am I aloof enough? Or whatever the deal is that we are trying to live up to some kind of managed perception. And so I think it's important that for me, we come back to purpose versus trying to hustle that type of, of focus of trying to, you know, focus on that approval and so forth. But, you know, it's just like for me every single week showing up here and, you know, we have, you know, however many people join us on Zoom and, and let's say that on Facebook, let's say there's 100 or 200 people that every week or at some level, whether they're participating for the full session or they just catch it for 15 minutes or, or we know a lot more than download it and listen to it on the podcast after the fact. Like, you know, I can't control how people perceive me. Like this morning, you might be like, wow, but I don't know if her hairstyle is very professional. Like she <laughs> looks like a kid, you know, like what's going on? You know, and some of you are like, oh, I love her realness. And we're like besties and we're going to be Instagram best friends. And maybe we can get a donut when I'm in town. Of course, you know, followed by a green juice to balance all that. But, you know, the point is, is I just, I can't control how other people, how they perceive me. I can control that. Like this morning, I got really intentional. Like I prayed over this as I do every week. And it's like, I want to brings light and love and service to this space, but how people receive me, I can't manage that. And so what matters is you come from a genuine place. You come from a place of purpose, a place of service. And even if that feels vulnerable to you, you know, I think that to me is so powerful. I don't see vulnerability as weakness. I see it as power. It's like, here's my real self. And that real self is this powerful, beautiful spirit. And let me bring that. But yes, do I think it's wise to have rituals? Like there's things I do before. I'm just talking about my speaking life part, but speaking or coaching, there's things I do before I speak, you know, and prep. And then there's things I do after a talk where I ground and come back to. So I think a lot of it though, not all of it, but a lot of it has to do with managing our headspace that it's about our fear of being judged, right? Most of all of your fears for every single one of you, not all fears, but most of your fears come back to the same camp that sounds like some rendition of what will other people think of me, right? Like fear of failure is what if I humiliate myself? Fear of success, which shows up more often in my experience in coaching both men and women, it's more often with women, is the fear of being successful is am I going to be judged? Am I going to be liked? Am I going to still be included? Um, you know, those types of things. But fear of rejection, you know, again, just a lot of our fears come from some form of, am I going to be liked, loved, and included? And or, you know, again, the fear of being judged by someone else. So I'm curious, what helps ground you, you know, when you felt vulnerable? Are there certain rituals you have or that you feel intuitively drawn to that you feel like can support you? Are you speaking to me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, no, and that's why I was asking because I, th- so when I, um, it's a lo- often it comes up in leading and I love what you said is that it is what, what do people think about me? I want to make sure I showed up and I helped my team in a way that is helping them. It's just not just me like just talking, you know? Um, and so I always, I tend to leave my team calls wondering, okay, I hope that helped someone, you know, I hope they didn't think I just rambled or something. So I love that you say you, you went out and grounded. I think that would help me because what I do is I typically watch the recording and judge myself. Yeah. Well, maybe we have some grounding rituals in there and start asking if anyone wants to put that in the chat box as well. What helps you get grounded so you can read other people's feedback. For me, I love nature. I love prayer, meditation. Um, There's certain oils, as I've mentioned, that I feel like are really grounding in the woods type department. Really, really love that cedar wood a lot. And I love balance. And, you know, some of those woodsy ones for me are, are really feel like a grounding experience, but it is also allowing you some time to just kind of also rest and, and uh, plug back in. But the second guessing is just knowing like, Hey, it's never like, I've never given a perfect talk. You know, I don't think whatever that might mean. I do think I've showed up to talks with a, a very aligned heart and very aligned purpose and I've had very powerful coaching and talks over my time, over my life experience. But that's really because it's about alignment, right? Like, am I aligned with purpose? Am I aligned with, you know, service and being in that space? That to me, I think is what matters most. And that is what you can, can control. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, I'm not opposed to you watching back your videos and watching back your recordings. Um, I maybe wouldn't do it right away, but I, I'm not opposed to that from a place of feedback and perspective and so forth. But as a place of judgment is that if you're going to do that for every one thing, you find that, gosh, I could do different. You need to find two of like, I'm proud of myself for this, or look, I really put myself out there is that to offset, you know, that account, so to speak, where I'm totally open and agree with improvement and feedback and, and so forth. But I also think that we're so much more tend to be at least more harder on ourselves than graceful. And we want you to be like your own biggest cheerleader, right? Like, do you have your own back for each of you to consider that? Not just Elizabeth, but thinking about that is how you show up for yourself. So I'm glad you've asked this and shared this. I think it's something that we can all relate to and that we can all work on. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, love. Okay. Um, Mark, do we have someone else that's in the Q&A or that? Yeah, um, Athena's got her hand raised and I think she posted her question in the chat box as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, So she's asking, she says, I'm attending a women's conference today, entrepreneur conference. Any advice on how to engage them in my business as an opportunity? So, Athena, it looks like you're here live. Do you want to come on live? Well, actually, no, because I'm getting ready, but I have to leave a talk. (laughs) You don't want to see me right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm just sending you so much positive vibes. Is again, one of my um, years ago, I heard a, a great sales trainer say this, that the person with the most energy wins. It's just on your drive to this conference, 
Um, Mark, if you could maybe mute her just so we don't have her background noise. Um, but is that would say this statement, the person with the most energy wins, right? And so on your way to driving to this conference is, you know, mentally, you know, rehearsing some positive thoughts, you know, maybe if you've got a car diffuser, I travel often with citrus bliss because it just kind of is a happy lifts me type oil. Um, and in your thinking or as you're listening to something driving there, it's just going into this day, set an intention right now, right before you get into this space. How do you want to show up, right? That's the one thing you can control. How do you want to show up? What is it that, what's the energy you want to be emitting, right? It's because people being drawn to your business and to what you're after so much has to do with the energy you're emitting. Now, that does not mean you have to be a certain personality type or that you have to have a certain strength in your top five is all of you can influence your energy right now. Like right now, wherever you're all at, I want you to sit up straighter, taking a deep breath where it fills your whole body, you know, and just in your thoughts, think about, gosh, I'm grateful to be alive. Even if you're not feeling that in this moment, the trick is, is to let's think the thought anyway, I'm grateful to be alive. And you know what? This day is going to have a gem in it. I can't wait to find it. And what's that going to be? But as you move into that space, it's like, I'm going to show up and serve. I'm going to be, I'm going to challenge myself. Like yesterday, as I was backstage being mic'd up before I got out there, I just challenge myself a lot when I'm, I'm speaking, or in this case, you're going to be out connecting. It's the same concept is I'm like, how much fun can I have in the next hour? Like, I'm going to make this as much fun as possible. I'm going to show up and joy. And just being in that space, love, is that it's magnetic. So more than your right words, right? So when you say, how do I talk to people? And what's the thing is more than your words is where's your energy at? And I want to see the brightness in your face and in your eyes. And then it's like your heart just like fuels this energy and coming back to those thoughts while you're there. That's definitely foundationally what I think helps us influence being drawn people in magnetism, right? And again, it's not like, Ooh, I have to be a certain type of person or personality. It's just, everything is energy. And so it's intentionally showing up with that, just that conscious intention of I'm going to be in the joy zone today. I want to be in light and love and also going into that space. Like who can I serve today? God, universe, bring me the people I can serve today and that you show up to serve. And then of course, as you know, cause we've spent a lot of time together here in sit in, you know, share success space as well as in success Academy that you, the conversation around asking questions. So as you connect and people stop by your booth or you're at a conference, you're at a table, having lunch, is seeking to know them, what their needs are, what they're up to, you know, and asking them some of those questions and getting to know what they're, what they're about and what their needs are, right? I think will definitely help support you. So thank you for asking that because that's something we can be doing every day, right? Is coming back to that is not just when we're, on site at a conference, hosting a booth, doing whatnot, is that like we show up with that powerful intention every day and working on that, but working on our own energy, our mindset, our body, our physicality, you know, our heart space, our spiritual space that we're really coming from a place of working on, not perfectly, as you know, right? If we've spent any time together, you know, my thing is not about perfection. It is about just simply commitment though. So it's asking yourself something that you know, Elizabeth was sharing and what Athena's sharing that I think we can tie together as both of those are, what are our, what are my grounding habits? What are my morning ritual habits? Like turning in those thoughts into not something we think every once in a while, but becomes part of our routine. So thank you for that. And I'm wishing you such a great day. 
that you have such a great experience at that conference. And I'm going to just hold intention that you meet, you know, some fantastic people that you can really grow and nourish some connections with. Okay, Mandy's asking, well, Mark is asking in our private chat box. He says, how's that bruise doing? So look at this bruise, you guys. Look at this beauty. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of that. Kind of proud of that. It looks 10 times worse than it feels. It's actually, it's very, it doesn't feel that bad. But I went shotgun shooting, and I'm a novice to shotgun, uh, with a group of people last Friday. A friend of mine put together a, a fun group of people, and we went out here in Utah, what's called Wasatch Wing and Clay where we were shooting shotgun just for the clay, what they call clay pigeons, but they're just clay discs. So I'm not a hunter type. I don't ever, uh, no judgment of anyone it is, but for me, I'm just, it's not about anything live, but just that fun. I grew up around guns, though. My father's a big hunter and so forth. I'm just not, it's not really kind of my thing, but it was fun. And I've, I've done shotgun shooting a few times, but you're supposed to put the shotgun into your shoulder, right? And obviously the novice, it was like right here on my arm. I have been putting Frank on it though and some other oils and just loving on it. But yeah, you guys, isn't that awesome? Like, look at that. And I just flex for y'all. We're just pulling out, pulling out all the stops today. Okay. So I want to address Mandy's question. Mark, you can always ask me that though too. And I don't know if some people have, they've seen it. It's just cause it's like, Whoa girl, you okay over there? It's like, well, yeah. I just, I just saw your Facebook post with, yeah. you know, with a picture of your group of friends and I was like, Oh, that looks fun. Yeah, it was so call, it's like, oh, that that's a doozy. Yeah, no, it definitely, it was like purple. Because again, if you've shot a shotgun, you understand it just kicks back. It has a kickback. And so um, not that this is why we're here and what we're talking about, but how we'll turn it back into why we're here is I'm grateful for essential oils because I have been putting my oils on morning and night and helping that baby. But it's still, I'm just so fair complected, you guys. So if I bruise, you're just going to see it. So there you have it. All right, Mandy's question is, do you have any suggestions on how to actually get people to attend classes? Everyone's so busy all the time, that's really hard to get anyone to commit to coming to a class. So classes, I love them for sure, right? And I do think part of your business is that it's wise to continue to do classes, right? It is. Now, maybe you don't do them every week. Maybe it's once a month that you host a live class. Sometimes one of the ways to help get people to your home or to a, a live focus space is also making it a DIY, right? Is that maybe one, one month you're teaching an essential oils 101 class the next month, right? So every other month you're then doing like a make and take or, hey, we're going into summer. Let's look at allergies or emotions or flu season or, you know, uh, let's have girls night out or guys night out and let's do the different, you know, make and takes or things like that. Cause I think there's power in gathering people in person. There really, really is. And I don't know if she's here live today, but she's joins us often. But one of my favorites that I think's modeled this so well is a great friend of mine, Haley Bumsbarger out of Nevada, who's just a beautiful rock star in this company and become a really dear friend of mine. So shout out to Haley. Cause I just love her and adore her. And she's really done that well throughout her business is hosting make and takes, hosting live classes, Facebook live classes. It's just creating space and community. But sometimes Emma, if you're, or excuse me, Mandy, if you're reaching out and people aren't coming to the class, then maybe I would set up a one-on-one. -on -one. Is for some people, a class is not going to be the best way you're going to serve them. And it might be a one-on-one -on -one via Zoom or on a phone call, or you meet at a coffee shop in person based on their location. And is that not everyone's going to show up to a class, but they still are interested. And so maybe if we invite them out to a class, and they don't make it or don't attend, 
we might ask them, you know, and they've expressed some interest and we or even ask about their interests. Is this something you'd like to know more about or that I can support you? And then you'd even ask, it's like, would it best support you? You can come out monthly. I host a class and that's on, you know, the first Tuesday of every month, you know, kind of thing. Or you could say, or I'm happy to just, we can set up some time, just the two of us and what would work best for you and that you can help, you know, customize and meet them where they're at, I think can support you. I think the thing about classes is holding the intention, right? Is the important thing too with classes or any goal really is holding the intention of what you do want versus what you don't want, right? Because energetically, again, things in life are simply often, we call it law of attraction or another concept for it is matching or mirroring, right? Is if I'm regularly like, oh, classes are so hard, Ugh. you know, and I'm not saying that they can be, they can be a challenge, but it's more holding that space and seeing the fun and the connection and so forth is that you go, you know, hey, this is fun and I'm excited. And whether three people show up or 13 people show up, we're going to give them the very best experience and we're going to have a great time connecting and that we make it more about that. I do think, of course, your tips, you know, um, the pipe system I really like that's taught here often in doTERRA follow up, right? I know Andy's talked about the Chloe app or things like that. But if it's like, hey, you know, the reminders that you do two days out or day of and, and so forth, the ways that we keep people engaged and coming, and maybe there's some kind of gift or, you know, food refreshments, so forth. Um, not that it has to turn into this large hosting experience, but that it can for you include like, great, you know, everyone gets a free mini roller bottle of, you know, the self-love blend, you know, and that there's some kind of like, ooh, incentive to, to show up is that's how they can, you know, get this free little blend, like, you know, the, the baby ones or something like that, that you can do that they can create. So those are some thoughts is just know that, you know, if anyone else wants to pop things in the chat box, please do it of what's helped you with hosting classes and getting people to come. Um, but I do know that, you know, there's like, okay, there's times and sure and seasons and people can be busy or things that are taking place. My biggest ask of you is not to let it discourage you, right? It's just if you want to do more. I know some of some people have built a lot of their business in doing one-on-ones, hands down. They've done a few classes and a lot more one-on-ones, and that's really worked for them. And so it's kind of finding your lane and what works for you and for the individual. Okay, thank you for that question. I love that some of the shares you guys are asking or sharing about last night, saying about smiling and how you can work on that. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Ooh, Spikenard. Don is also sharing. Is Spikenard is great for grounding, right? Oh, you guys are putting some love in the chat box. Thank you. Hey, Tiffany. Yes, hon. Um, somebody typed in a question in the Q&A box anonymously. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if it might be, yeah, might, be might be quicker if you read it versus me reading it out, but do you... Right. Can you access that? Okay. Yep, I can see it. So thank okay. you for that. So this question says, in so many of our business trainings, we are told that getting a no is just a no for right now to circle back. I have a few people who I've done two to three one-on-ones with, including giving sample drams, and then all of a sudden they they are enrolled. They are enrolled a uh, company four. I assume it's meaning they've mm. enrolled with another company. Yeah. Uh, is it my approach? Am I too willing to help? I don't know where I'm go going wrong was chalking it up to them being flaky and decisive and cheap, but now I'm beginning to think it's me. Okay, so here's the thing. 
similar to the theme, I want to, I want to address this from a couple of angles, right? Cause isn't this a really good question for all of you is like, well, how much follow-up do I do? Sometimes I follow up and I'm really good at the follow-up, which this person clearly is doing, but they just don't, they might go somewhere else. So is it me? Am I missing the boat and so forth? If I'm you, I'm going to invite you with those, if it's two to three people, which is not like thousands of people, by the way, and if you've been doing that over time, I'd ask for the feedback. I 100% would. I'd ask for the feedback, right? And not from the place to make them shamed or guilty or wrong because you still want to nourish that relationship because life, it's interesting how things can come, you know, seasons and time and full circle. And there's truth to that. So when you have been taught like, a no right now is not a no forever. I really agree with that concept. Now, I also believe in not like planting roots with somebody who's regularly showing me a no, you know, but I think it's just not, it, it means that timing is a big part of this. But I would ask, love, I'd ask for the feedback. That's leadership turf right there, right? Ken Blanchard, he says it this way, which might sound a little funny or cheesy, but it's true. He says, uh, feedback is the breakfast of champions is I'd ask for it and not from a place of making them wrong or shamed and just saying, Hey, I'm really committed to growing and getting better at this. I'm super passionate about helping people change. Would you mind sharing with me feedback of our interaction and feedback of why you chose to go with that company? Uh, I just would love to learn, right? That you really make it about not like, why did you choose them? But we make it about, could you teach me? I've really committed to improving. I'm really passionate about helping people create this kind of change. Could you give me some feedback? I'd ask for it. And even if they're feedback, the thing about feedback is I like to look for themes. So two or three people isn't necessarily, but you know, I still think it's valuable is asking for that feedback, right? I've asked people that before at times where I knew they were exploring working with me. You know, it's been a while since I've done that, but it, there's been back when I used to do a lot of private coaching, and I still do a little of it now, but I've had times where I remember asking someone, you know, I've asked that once or twice of saying, can you teach me, you know, what prompted you to go with that, that direction and just asking for it to understand. Right. And even if they say whatever they say, it's still just the reflection. I think it's being aware that that might be something that's a stretch for you. It might be outside your comfort zone, but isn't that the sweet spot? I and mean, we've been talking about that all morning. So that's first thought. Second thought is just truly it's trusting my love is that sometimes we show up like sometimes I've shown up in a, in a friendship, a business relationship, a prospect, you know, and you've just given them like hundred percent great top quality value. You've loved on them. You've nourished them. And then they've either not responded or they've gone a different direction is that really you only control how you show up. So I also, in the same breath, as much as I'm saying, ask for some feedback, I'd also invite you to be aware, you know, there's this great book called The Four, uh, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. How many of you read that material before? It's a great book. It's on my, I have a recommended reading list you can find on my website, and it's on that list. There's like mm, probably 30 books of, from money and business and personal development and relationship that are my favorites. And that's one of my favorites in personal growth is the four agreements. And agreement number two is don't take anything personally. Is the reality is, is you get to show up and just know, like, do you know in your own skin love that you've done your best? And if you do and, you don't, and that's clear for you, then trust in that. And trust that not everyone is meant to be, to be your assignment. 
right? Is that we go, oh, okay. And that we trust the process. And so if you're doing your part and working it out, you know, it's like, gosh, you got to trust that process that the right people are, are in your place and showing up. So thank you for asking that. I think we can all relate to that for sure. Okay, I'm going to scroll other questions. If you're here live, loves, and you'd like to dialogue, I'd love that. So if you want to pop on, feel free to do so. Uh, would love to have you do so. All right, Venus is saying, uh, we've covered this already today, but so see, I'm glad you asked the question uh, a little bit earlier. I'm glad that, um, let's see, I think it was Mandy that asked the question about attending classes. Venus is asking the same thing. We've addressed Athena's question. Mm. Deb has a share. It's not really a question, but a share. So let's just address it because it's got a little energy on it. She says, I love that quote. I'm not sure which quote we're talking about now because I'm not sure what that was. But she says, I've been doing some Facebook lives. And though I've gotten great results and momentum in my business, I'm receiving messages from other MLM people putting me down because they want to be, they want to, I assume, want their, you on their team. I support my friends who are doing their own thing and I'm always respectful. So it's disheartening that they aren't supportive of me. Yeah, that's not, uh, that, that's not the way to win you over to their team by putting you down. So I'm not sure. Maybe you need to send them my way. Maybe you, you reach out and say, hey, I have a coach you should probably contact and work with. She's fantastic. <laughs> and I'll help them understand that in the training process we go through, which is how you show up and the power of nourishing your relationships. So I just want to honor, I, I know that's hard. Uh, I also invite you courageously, if these are again, indeed friends of yours to just say, hey, you know, to reach out to them and say, hey, I'm so excited for what you're creating and I'm thrilled for what I'm creating. Your comment on my Facebook Live about, it, it felt a little bit like a put down. And I just, that doesn't feel great for me. And so um, if you feel like you want to share that, great. If you can just shield it, that's great too, whichever you choose. If you want to have the conversation or you just simply want to, you know, shield it and just be like, oh, okay, just knowing that that's just where they're coming from. Is they're like, hey, no, I want you on my time, on my team and so forth. I think it's a really uh, backward strategy is like putting someone else down is not the way to win them over. That's for sure not. Uh, get, you could refer them to the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, the classic book, right? is uh, how we help influence people is going to come from loving on them and supporting them and championing them and so forth. Um, so yeah, so I just send you some love on that. Again, if you want to have the conversation, you can. If not, um, you know, I, I respect that as well too, right? Is that it's just knowing that that behavior isn't because so as much as you're like, oh, that, that hurts your heart. I get why it hurts your heart. But just know that's a total reflection of where they're coming from versus how you're showing up. Okay, anyone want to join me live today? Anyone want to? I'd love to have you with me. I'm going to address Daniela's question next. She's saying, what is the number one thing that stops people from action and how could we help them navigate through that? I have a lot of people on my team saying, yes, I want to create this, but I don't see the action matching the words. Do I just leave them or can I inspire, help them and how? So the number one thing that stops people from action, if we're just saying overall in general versus individual circumstances is definitely some form of fear, right? It's just the fear of, ooh, how do I get started? How do I put myself out there? Will I be liked? Will I be loved? You know, and so forth. A 
A lot of things I would also say secondary to fear is distraction is that people truly, they have like this desire, but then they're distracted. How often are we, am I distracted or are you distracted? And so I think giving them simple steps, I think really makes a difference, right? Because for some of you, right, like Danielle, I know you. And so you are the more the type that if I give you some coaching, you'll just go and do it, right? But some people really need some very specific steps. So when we say, like what I say to you guys, you know, it's a general term. If I say, you know, if you want to grow your business this week, go nourish your network. Well, that's pretty general advice, right? And even though, but some of you go, yeah, that's right. I do need to. And in your mind, you know what that means. And you go do several different action items. Well, it's really important that for some people, especially if they're just getting started, love is to help break that down to say, Hey, why don't we go on? Why don't you make the goal to go on one lunch date this week? It's coming week. Someone in your network. Uh, how about we commit to making five calls and just reaching out and let me give you some scripting and some guidelines of things that you could talk about and just getting connecting, right? That's all we're doing is connecting. Um, and, and then maybe asking a question or two about their health, their wellness goals, where they're at and so forth. Or you might say, we want to host a class and here's how we host a class. Here's a video to watch on hosting a class. Here's literature from share success or from empowered success, you know, that you can go through and, you know, process that. Um, here's what this means, you know, to prepare samples. Here's how you prepare a sample. I know for some of you that might sound very elementary, but the reality is, is not everyone's wired the same. And it really matters is just helping them see, oh, okay, here's what it means to nourish your network. Like that's a term I use a lot, but that's pretty general, right? And some of you know and go, oh yeah, I'm going to go write some handwritten notes this week and I'm going to set up two lunch dates and I'm going to, you know, get on three Zoom calls and whatnot and really connect and show up and ask questions and, and nourish people is sometimes that lack of action taking is the, they shut down due to overwhelmed and or they're in distraction mode. So we create small steps, but most importantly, you know, likely my response is I'm going to say, ask them. So when you're talking to someone and after they've said, oh, I'm so excited, but they're not taking action is asking them to say, hey, you know, and again, with love and, and support, but from a place of curiosity is saying, you know, what's getting in your way of moving forward and how can I best support you? And how can I best help you strategize this to help you have a win here, right? Is asking them what's getting in their way, asking them how you can help them move forward right? Is sometimes we're maybe nervous to do that, but before we make a decision of, do I, you know, work on this or do I just leave this alone is let's have more dialogue, right? When there's a disconnect or a gap in any relationship in your life, whether it's business or personal is asking more questions, right? Is versus making assumptions, which is another one of the four agreements. So again, maybe that's just a book that if you've never read that it's coming up today. And he talks about these four agreements. And the third agreement is don't make assumptions. And we do that a lot as humans, right? We storytell, we assume, well, someone isn't following through. Well, maybe someone's like, oh, I didn't follow through because, you know, my parent got sick and was in the hospital and it threw off my whole week or my, my month because we had this major health thing up. For some of them, it might be fear. Some of them, they're just not clear on what actions to take, right? And for some of them, yes, so it might be one or two in there too, that they're just not really they want to tell you what you want to hear. They don't want to let you down. And they're not really that committed or passionate about moving forward. And that's okay too. But more dialogue versus assumptions is, is definitely a solid go-to for any of our relationships. Good stuff. Okay. Don is asking, can you talk about the association of fear or whatever to get contacts running out so I can't come on today? So Don's on her way out the door. But can you talk about 
the association of fear uh, or whatever to get contacts. I'm not quite sure of the question, but I think again, it's for me heavily, you've heard me say this today already, is coming back to purpose, is why are you doing what you're doing, right? Are all of you clear on why you're doing doTERRA? And if you've lost that, come back to it, right? We, I regularly still in my own business come back to it, right? Like you can see behind me this vision board. This is my own vision board. And right about there is a picture of a woman and I that I met actually at a doTERRA convention a couple of years ago. And the conversation we had, she approached me in the restroom, right? <laughs> Sometimes at convention, which I always love. If you see me there, please come say hello. I love to hug you. I love to connect with you live because many of us we've met here she and I, um, I didn't know her personally, and I don't necessarily, I'm not going to tell, tell, tell the entire story at this moment, but let me just say this. It was a massive reminder of why I do the work that I do and how she'd gone through one of my series online in the years past and how she was sharing it significantly changed her life. She went on to go through some massive challenges of losing two children, right? And I mean, seriously. Uh, about five months apart, she lost two of her children. And she was telling me, and I was like struck. Like you guys imagine, I'm coming out of the restroom and we're washed my hands. She's like, are you Tiffany Peterson? Yeah, and we get in this conversation. And she says, I want you to know your work changes, really changed my life. And she'd gone through my gratitude series that I do every fall. And I said, oh, thank you, you know. But, and, and truthfully, you guys, I just, I, I mean, I appreciate when people say kind things for sure, but I also don't take myself very seriously and like thinking I'm a big deal. I just am like trying to do the work that I feel called to do. And I don't mean that with any kind of sainthood either. It's just, I'm just a regular girl, right? So um, she said that. And I, I mean, I appreciate her saying that, but I was like, yeah, thank you. And she goes, no, you really need to know that that matters to me and, uh, and, and why that mattered to me. I think she could tell I wasn't really receiving it truthfully as I was polite, but I wasn't receiving it. And she said, you really need to know why this matters to me. And I said, Okay. And she said, you know, that course changed my marriage. My marriage was in a pretty tough spot, but that course shifted my thinking and shifted my intention in my marriage. And it, it saved my marriage. And I was like, thank you for saying that. I'm super, you know, wow. Thank you. And, but I still, I was like, thank you so much. And I was, and then I was, you know, thinking we were wrapping up the comment. She said, but, and she kind of said, and, and why that, really makes a difference is that the following year after that course, I went on to lose two children, one to suicide and one had a severe asthma attack and was in the ICU for a few days before she passed away. And I, I was like stunned, right? And I know I'm changing the energy of this tune, but this is important guys is like, what's your purpose? What is your purpose and why you do what you do? What she didn't know. And here's where I guess I am just going to tell the whole story. What she didn't know is that I had gone through a really painful thing the year before where I'd been really, um, you know, had gone through something that had really hurt my heart deeply, a betrayal and, uh, and some gossip about me that really leveled me. And truthfully, I was, was hiding quite a bit. And I, she didn't know that I actually was not planning to do my gratitude series that year. This is back in 2017. So it was the fall of your convention in 2017. She didn't know that that's, she didn't know, but God knew. And so this was one of those intersections of meeting her. And I wasn't going to do the course again, um, because again, the self-doubt had 
accumulated of like, ah, people have heard it before. I don't know. And just probably, you know, and again, it was just another form like Elizabeth and I were talking about earlier about putting myself out there. And it's another way you can be judged. Even when you're like offering a free course and doing kindness, it just was my own self-talk because I was coming out of that wound. And so she tells me that she says that course saved my marriage. And why that matters is I went on to lose two children in the following year. And if my marriage had also fallen apart, I don't think I could be standing here today. I was leveled. Like I, of course, started to, you know, weld up with tears, spirit. It was like, I knew God had orchestrated that meeting as how many, what, 30,000 of you that we all gather in Salt Lake at convention. And I just love convention, but that we happened to cross paths and meet and that had that conversation. And it just witnessed to me that whether I'm judged or not, I'm going to keep doing the work that I do because there are certain people that it literally changes their life. And it changes my life. And what matters is the, the power of that purpose. And so I share that with you just openly and vulnerably, once again, because I'm practicing what I'm coaching is be the willingness to be vulnerable. So that I have a picture of me and her, beautiful woman, love her. Uh, this, she lives in Atlanta. And, um, and I actually then had her on that gratitude series that year. And um, she's, a, she's a love, but sh that photo is the point of telling you that next to this painting that's here that my mom did for me. These are big purpose. This is a big purpose section of my life in my office space that reminds me it's not just about the business. It's not just about making a sale. It's not just about how many likes you get on social media, love. So if any of you are asking these questions, how do I work through the fear? Or people aren't showing up to my classes or, or my team isn't this or my team is like, do you know why you're doing what you're doing? And how do you anchor to your purpose? And maybe you, like me, with her taking that photo that day and then printed it off and put it on my vision board is it reminds me of why I do what I do. It reminds me of the one is even though like yesterday I spoke to a large room of people and sometimes there's thousands of people in the room or and sometimes you're meeting with someone one-on-one -on -one, is no matter the size of the audience is the why. Why we're doing what we're doing. Why are you showing up? Why are you willing to put yourself out there? Why are you willing to navigate that? So as Don asked that question, you know, about contacts and connecting and showing up and Athena off to her show today and, you know, or, or event or whatever these questions are, you know, I, I know it might sound like I'm trying to be simplistic, but I really do believe that, that a lot of times I remember, I don't know whose quote this is, but it says that when the answer is simple, God is answering is come back to purpose, is being more committed to your purpose than you care about being popular. Ooh, that's good. I need to write that down. I need to put that, maybe someone wants to put that in a meme, right? Is focused on purpose versus popularity. Is the reality is maybe not everyone's gonna like you, um, but the reality is, is that so many people, your tribe will find you because you're willing to put yourself out there. And that we make it about service. So much of the fear around sales is, I don't want to be perceived a certain way. So uh, let me say it the right way. And in all the figuring out, saying it the right way, we don't say anything. And the opportunity passes us by versus our willingness to say, we're going to stand in purpose. We're going to show up to serve. We're going to be about spreading light and goodness, right? That's my intention. 1000% is I'm going to share light and goodness. And some people might not gel with that, but the majority, but people definitely will. And they will thank you. And you'll have moments in your life where, you know, people will send, sometimes people send me the most beautiful gifts or handwritten notes or 
um, you know, various things and kindnesses or I'll see them or they'll share and so forth. And it's still, it's like, what matters to me is, am I being true to me and to my purpose is one of my mentors once said, never read your own press clippings. And so whether it's positive or negative is like being clear, like why you do what you do. And for some of you, you might want to wear a piece of jewelry. You might not want a piece of artwork, uh, something that anchors you regularly back to why you do what you do. If you were my private client, I'd make you declare it and write it down and post it somewhere is post that purpose. So you can see it regularly. Anyway, I feel like I'm a little bit in my preach energy, which is all good. Oh, and we're over time. So uh, I do have a coaching call coming up here in a few minutes. So I'll need to prepare that. If you asked a question that we did not address today and you'd like to ask it, bring it back next week. I will be here with you next Wednesday as well. So I'm looking forward to that. I also go back and read the shares. So I scroll through the share success comments on our Facebook Live because uh, some of you tag me there or share some things if there's something that you want to put there. So thank you for your great quotes and kindnesses. Oh gosh, as I'm scrolling back through that. Um, thank you for this. Thank you for the love and thank you for the sharing and so forth. I do want you to be aware of, do you know that I'm hosting also a convention event attached to convention called Heart and Hustle? If you don't know about that, you can find out about it at myoilscoach.com. I'd love to have you there. It's the once a year where I do a custom sales training in person just for people in doTERRA. You can join in live or live stream, but I want you to check that out. If you're planning or even thinking about coming to convention, I'd invite you to consider joining us that night. It is a fantastic, powerful experience of transformation where we can spend that time together. But thank you for bringing your hearts today. Thank you for the questions, the shares. I've loved being with you. There's been a few just key gems I think we all needed to be renewed in, right? It's like, yes, that. Honoring the whisper right? The whispers, the promptings, the nudges, go take action on those impressions you've received, right? The willingness to face your discomfort, the willingness and the, the importance of coming back to intention and how you choose to show up, the, the willingness or the consciousness around your own energy and filling your own cup, as well as what we've been talking about here, working through fear and coming anchored heavily from purpose. I wish you a fantastic rest of your Wednesday great rest of your week. If I can serve or support you, feel free to reach out to me or my team. Be happy to do so. And I'll look forward to seeing you guys here next Wednesday once again. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mark, for joining in with me. Always a joy to co-pilot together these experiences. Thanks, Tiffany. See you next week. Bye, everyone.